With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For Furphy, at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, this is The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the warm-up for another week. Matt Warren here with you with Cam Mooney as well as always. Um, improved weather. What a shocking week it's been. Hopefully some better stuff around today. Of course, Cox Plate this afternoon. Looking forward to that. We'll get to that a little bit later on. There's plenty of NBA action this week. Andrew Gaze is going to join us a little bit later to chat about that and heaps of other stuff as well. Moons, welcome to you. How are you going? Morning, Matty. Yes, uh, massive day today. And look, I'm not a huge horseman. I, I will admit that, but I do like going, of course. But let me tell me, I'll ask you this question. Yeah. Would you rather go to Flemington or would you rather go to Mooney Valley? Well, I think from a... Um, I well, think from a pure, when you're watching the races. When you're watching the races, I think Mooney Valley, like I think you sort of feel like you're a bit more on top yeah. of it. I like the short straight. It's a little bit different. Every other track <laughs> sort of seems the same. Now, that, that's coming hey, from someone who doesn't follow They turn the straight you're like, you still got time to go, to go to the bar. Yeah, you could, I think they're allowing you to put another bet on as they get to that <laughs> final corner because it is a long way home, uh, 600 plus or more. But um, yeah, a couple hundred metres for Mooney Valley, which is great. Um, so I look from someone who's pretty much just Bet through mates. Um, <laughs> it feels like it's a leader's track. Uh, <laughs> if you're leading at the as long as you home, know the lingo, you're okay. Yeah, that's right. So now that is coming up. I'm um, looking forward to that this afternoon. Mm. Might have a couple of uh, cheeky punts on that one. Hey, mate, you've been out and about this week, or in fact, last weekend. Yeah, what, I should. Where's this now going? you where's have this going? you are part of the legends that were courtside the, oh. the, the, the MPL. Um, I was stretching, stretching the legends bit there. social media across the weekend and early in the week and I was flicking through and Walid Ali is there and uh, some other influence I don't know and here's Moons with the kids. Well, there it goes. It shows how... how how many? How not many people? With <laughs> great night though. Great afternoon, I should say. Sunday afternoon, two o'clock tip off. Yes, took the kids. Uh, Heathy O'Loughlin, who used to be the media manager at North Melbourne, mm-hmm. uh, rang, I rang him up and um, helped me out with a couple of tickets. And fantastic game. The boys are playing well at the yep. moment. And I do love my basketball, and this is uh, it's going to come into my buying and selling a little bit later. Yeah, okay. Uh, basketball. Um, but no, I had a great day. Uh, yeah, kids absolutely loved it. I encourage everybody to try and get to the NBL, uh, watch Melbourne United or Southeast. Uh, who is the other team? Yeah, the Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously a United man, so don't Yeah, care. well, it, we'll ask uh, Gazy a little bit about how they're going. They actually changed colours now. I'm not sure if it was this year, but I wanted, I'll get to it with Gazy because they're – the navy blue, they were black, and now the navy blue. Oh, they were doing no, a no. multicultural. No, no, no. They've been blue all year. They have been. Yep. So anyway, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, uh, I was night. actually at the A League last Saturday night. So West United Melbourne City it was a ripping game. I mean, yes. obviously follow West United these days, and they had a good win against uh, Melbourne City, which they haven't had a great record against. And in fact, the Phoenix were on at the same time, so it was quite mm. a sort of jam packed area around Amy Park and. And uh, Jordan, it does get a little bit busy. I in that got precinct the luckiest park. So when I work for West United because yeah. it was an away game, I literally drive up to the stadium, 
um, have me media pass. And at Amy Park, you are parking 35 metres from the front yes. door. Like yeah, it is amazing. Great. I get there with the two kids on Saturday at 5.30 or 5-ish, the game's at 5.30, and I get to Amy Park and I'm like, I don't actually have a park. Like I'm not, this is, what am I going to do? I oh, know. I'm like, oh, this is going to be forever. I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old, yeah. just the three of us going. This is going to be painful. I drive down past Amy Park on my right-hand side. I get to Punt Road, and I'm like, I'm actually now just driving away from now the you, stadium. Yeah, I don't know where I'm worse. going. I don't know where I'm going. So I go over Punt Road. There's a car park on the corner on the left-hand side of Punt Road, um, and it's got about 20 cars in there. I pull in. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to do a U-turn here and go back. There's a lady on the phone. And she's like, I'm going to be two minutes. So I sat there. I got a park. I hunt 200 metres from the ground, walked straight in. Take Kids that. were happy. Perfect. Take that. Luckiest opportunity of all time. But if you haven't been in the A-League, now I know watching the A-League on TV mm. sometimes can be, it's not something you follow, can be a bit underwhelming. I, I understand all that. But if you actually go to the game atmosphere. and absorb the atmosphere, mm. it was really good. So um, Very much like the happy. NBL. So if you haven't been to any of them, but just go the because you will yeah. have a ripping time. Hey, a couple of weeks ago on our show, not even a couple, probably last week, we spoke about, I think you more the point, you just put an absolute line through Australia in the World Cup. Yeah, yep, You yeah. put a line through yeah. it. They well, were done, well, cooked. Well, I, I and I said, you know what? The They'll somehow reach a final. Somehow. And our boy, my boy. Maximus oh, has just gone crazy. It was um as Warner's form at the minute. Incredible. Um I've always been a massive fan of Warner as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually saw an article during the week where does he fit in our one day players of all time? Doesn't it turn quick? Oh, very. Like to be fair, he's been fantastic and he's always been a oh, He's been a superstar. Well, he's been a superstar regardless of what you think of him. Yes. But in in the short form he's always been no, brilliant. Yeah, I know he's been and Look, his last 12 to what, 18 months. Yeah, we know he's coming like, to the end, but but to finish off the way he's finishing, my God. Yeah. Maxi was taking the P1 double five. I'm not Shaxi sure. Did see the innings? Yeah. Well, I saw the highlights of the innings. Well. Hard to consume at all, but it's a lot. Like, some of the shots. Oh, like, seriously. The standard of bowling was a yeah. bit ordinary. And One bloke went for 113 off 10 overs. Like, <laughs> after six or seven overs, you go, hey, mate, we'll just try somebody else, I think. Yeah, but I think everyone else is getting yeah. going the same way. He um, broke the record, I think, that for the most ever runs in a I was a, watching the watching the, the, the mini against. clip on uh, KO last night with my son, and because obviously we knew what he got. And it was, I think there was nine balls for him to hit 39 runs. And we're just singing ourselves, he's just about to go nuts. Yeah. And, and did, obviously. Yeah. Like, just crazy hitting. Crazy. 40... Balls for his 100th world record um, effort. They've got um, New Zealand this afternoon. I think it's about 4 o'clock the Savo. There's plenty of sport on at the moment, which is great. So, Well, this is where we're going to find out because we have been poor at the start. Yep. We've come into a bit of form, but let's be honest, we haven't played world beaters, particularly the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, and this is why, you know, you look at uh, some of these players making runs, you think, okay, that's great. Let's do it against the yes. really good teams, please. That would be nice. And New Zealand are a ripping team. I believe Travis Head is back, which is a huge in. So I'm who goes out? That's going to be the question now because Smith and Labashay made runs. Yep. Now, again, not against a great attack. One of those two for mine has Smith's to go. Smith's upset because he thinks he might have to bat at four. So he's... Well, it wasn't wrapped about that, but yeah, Smithy, well, just, just, mate, just lucky you're in the team. Dude. Yeah, let's be honest. Your test batch been knocking the ball around. <laughs> no, no, I love Smithy, but come on. Let's just get head back not into a, the not side. Not in a one-day team. Yeah, so that, that is true. Um, so good to see Maxwell and Warner doing well. Yeah. Again, Australia and New Zealand this afternoon. We are four, three and two at the moment, so we yes. need this one to keep 
go and we play mm. everyone once. So hey, longest um, longest World Cup of all time so far. It is. It's sort of. It's hard. There's a, so much sport going on at the moment. It's hard to consume everything at once and be up to date with what's happening. So at the moment, the uh, the Aussies are in the mix after what was a pretty pretty poor start. Hey, um, bit of footy news. Mm-hmm. Ben Mackay got to North. Uh, got to Essendon from North Melbourne. Yes. Now we know how this works in terms of contract deals. Mm. Now there's reports this week that he is on one point four to one point five for his obviously front first end. year at the Bombers. Obviously front ended, ended, but it the optics don't look great. When you see a player of his <laughs> Yeah, but you don't look at game, it like that. Well, you, you do. Yeah, I know, but people, people like to look at it like well, that. But I you've like got to have a look like at that. it over, what is it? Was it a four-year deal? Four or five-year deal. Four or five-year That's how you've got to look at it. And you've got to you try and even it out. So he's obviously not a $1.4 million player. We know that he's around there at the 800, which still is quite Which high. is what he's going to be sort of averaging out to be. But, um, yeah, look, I mean... Fantastic how it looks on paper for him. Looks amazing. And he's, that's he's actually the highest paid player in the, the, AFL. In the game. Yep. So he's getting more than Dusty, who's back ended uh, for, for next season at the Tigers. He's the highest paid player in the AFL and he's played about That'd be know. nice on the C V. Just just uh, for one year I was the highest paid player oh in the AFL. Oh my god. Speaking Maybe of Maybe the highest paid player of all time, because I don't think anyone's gone past one point four five. I reckon you'd be right. Was Bud? I don't think Bud got there. No. He'd be on more money, obviously, over a period yeah, of time, but not, for, for, a not for, a single, for a single season. Nah, definitely not. Hey, um, bit of chat around uh, AFLW this week. Now, AFLW continues on. There's two or three games left in the home and away. Couple of games, yep. Ten season competition, and it's been one of those things that the more the teams, more teams that come in, um, obviously, it's going to water down some of the talent pool and the and the. Well, it does that with the AFL, way. so it doesn't matter what competition any you do. Any competition it, it does that. So, um. I guess over a period of time, we've been absorbing the AFLW. Where's it going to get to? What's the standard? And now it's got to a stage where, okay, we've got all these games, we've got all these players. Mm. They want a certain amount of money to become professional or semi-professional, all that sort of stuff. When does the criticism start coming in of performances of players, coaches or otherwise that aren't getting the job done? Interesting point that Kane Corns made this week, and I'll get your take yep. after this. Has anyone questioned the three missed tackles in the middle of the ground? Has anyone questioned why the players look absolutely cooked in the last quarter? Are they fit enough? And if anyone did question it like I am now, are the players ready for it? Well, that's right. Are the players and are the supporters... I have zero ready complaints for it? that Kane Corns has brought that up. Yep. I mean, this is a, a professional outfit, and when you are being... When you're receiving money... To play a sport, doesn't matter if it's uh, AFL, basketball, cricket, whatever it is, you come in line for criticism. It's as simple as that. Now, if you want to put your hand out, and, and by all means, I want the girls to put their hand out, and they, sh- they should, but you also come in line now to be criticised about your performance. And I have no problem with Kane Corn saying that. Yeah, sort of. and, and I think it's been one of those things over a period of time where – People have been reluctant to say mm-hmm. anything because, you know, it is... Well, we want girls playing. We want more girls playing. What the biggest thing for me, Maddie, is the girls now, unfortunately, and I hope I, hope I don't offend anyone here, but it's not about them right now. It's about my daughters. Yep. These girls are the pioneers busting their backsides. They're probably not going to get the reward that they want or deserve, but they will, in 20 years, make it easier for my daughters... Yeah. To go down that path. But I th- so and abso- then my daughter's so daughters down that path. Absolutely. So like it took the men 100 years, 80 to 100 years to get big, big pay. 
it's going to take the women a long time as well. Yeah, and I think sometimes that's lost. And I don't want to get down to when was everybody working until what yeah. year and all that sort of stuff conversation. And that's another thing. But I think if you're going to take money, even if you play local footy or local cricket or local netball and you get cash to play, yeah, you've got to perform every week. And if you don't, you, that comes into question or your pay gets reduced or contracts don't get renewed. This is the same circumstances. I actually think going forward... If we went down that path where you could go, hey, you know what, that's not good enough or they're not good enough or that coach didn't happen or that was great and that wasn't, it actually improves the conversation around the game. Well, it improves the standards And the standards as well. because it has to be. Because all of a sudden, Kane Corns makes the point, he's talking about Port Adelaide in particular with that, those comments, he's saying how much um, sort of scenario training are these people doing? Yeah. How fit are these girls when it comes to the end of the game? What are we doing in terms of this particular part of the game, the skill? That, so it's all those things that you go to training for three, four, five times a week. Mm. What are you doing? So if that's the case and you're getting paid to play, those things in terms of pulling the game apart, same as the AFL, same as the NRL, same as we just spoke mm. about cricket, they're the sort of conversations that need to be have to improve the conversation around the game. If they want it to be a professional sport, and it will be, and they want the standards to be at a certain mm. level, then that's... That's a but normal that's conversation, conversation that you yeah. have each and every week. Now, the, the, I guess the other side of the coin on that is they will say, and they should say, look, they aren't professional just yet because they're not their, of it's not their full-time job yep. and all those type of things. Hey, just quickly, West Coast, number one pick, Harley Reid. Everyone's talking about this kid, once in a generation. There's a couple of deals got thrown on the table by some clubs. Some real estate oh, deals. I'm, I didn't think it was... Didn't I, think it was I don't know where Melbourne's at. Like I don't. Melbourne threw a bit of everything in, plus a future first round, and pick this, pick that. But I don't know if if how close. Well, pick six, pick eleven, pick forty two, and, and a future, future first. first. So North Melbourne came in with pick two and two picks of either fifteen, seventeen, and eighteen, which for me, and I think we were speaking earlier, just give them all. Like why stuff around? Give well, them pick two and and fifteen, seventeen, eighteen. Well, if you're North Melbourne, you get pick one and pick three. I'm yep. taking that. Hundred yes. percent every day of the week. Yep. And giving North, and giving West Coast what pick two, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen. You allow then West Coast to maybe roll those into uh, a top know, ten pick. A top ten pick. Because yep. for me, if I'm giving up a number one pick, I want minimum, minimum, two probably top eight picks. Yeah. Yep. Minimum. Yeah, I reckon. So it needs to be. Yeah, it needs to be a lot better than that. So they're going to have the opportunity then to take pick two, West Coast. And then roll 15, 17, 18, maybe into a but top 10 the, pick. The play that North Melbourne have got over the last couple of years, you throw in pick one, Harley Reid, and a pick three, whoever that may be. Jeez, I'm telling you yep, what. It is looking good. Hey, we're going to get through a lot this morning on the show. Big weekend of sport coming up. Uh, of course, we've got the races this afternoon. The Cox Plate is on. There's heaps of NBA on at the moment, plus some boxing. Andrew Gaze is going to join us to talk about the NBA and NBL very soon. But Moons' six-pack is up next. People who uh, think very highly of themselves. This is the warm-up this morning. All thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. Yeah, still plenty to come this morning on the warm-up. Uh, looking forward to some racing action this afternoon. The Cox Plate is on. Plenty of NBA action. We've got A-League. We've got NBL. 
World Cup Cricket Australia and New Zealand from about 4 o'clock this afternoon. Looking forward to that. Another must-win game for the Aussies. Our marketplace not too far away. And Andrew Gaze is going to join us to chat about some NBA action as well. He's been a busy man this week, that is for sure. But Moons, let's get into this week's six-pack. Over the top to Mooney. Aiming at a career-best six right here. Runs it and gets it. Moons' six-pack for little creatures. All creatures welcome. Yeah, that's right. Time to take a look at Moons' six-pack. Now, Moons, this week in the news... Um, you... It was a great link you sent me to. Are you a, are you a, are you a rap fan? Are you... No, I, I, Flo Rida. I like Flo Rida. Flo Rida. Would you call it rap? I don't know what you'd well, call it. Well, it's more more nightclub, Urban? More nightclub music. <laughs> yes. like you go into a nightclub and Flo yeah. Rida's playing, you know yeah. you're going to have a where good was Where was the nightclub when you like won a game? You played at Cunia Park on a Saturday yeah. night or afternoon. You've won... Righto, boys. We're we're out for a couple of froths. Where are you heading? Uh, back in the day, it was uh, you probably head to Eureka, maybe. Yes. Yep, uh, yep. And then after that, uh, when uh, Do you know Dar- Eureka's back. Too, yes, it way. is. Yep. Anyway. Dar- then when Darren Lyons came into town, it was uh, home house. Home. House. We used to have the old back door entry. <laughs> yeah, right. The old snake pit dance floor <laughs> yes. at uh, home house in Geelong. There you go. That's where Moons used to go. So uh, he's not no longer there, of course. But uh, this week, uh, Flo Rider was in court. He was uh, disputing. A claim that someone had used his music hmm. in a commercial, and so they played the song back to him. And as the song was playing, in the actual yeah. court, he was singing his song singing. as it was playing. And, he was and enjoying bobbing. his he, own work. He, he was loved very it. much enjoying it. It's Which, actually a very good clip if you yes. can see it. Yeah. So we'll get we'll it's clip it up. Funny. We'll have it on our um, socials on TikTok, Instagram Reels, and you can see um, Flo Rider there enjoying his own work, literally in the witness stand, singing his own song. Uh, so good on your flow. Um, anyway, and they were bangers too. They so were bangers. Good. So we want to have a look at the six people who have really enjoyed their own work over the years, mate. Let's, okay. Uh, so let's we're going to keep going. it. Uh, we're going to keep it in house. So we're going to keep it with AFL people. Okay. Now some of these people I love when they talk about themselves because it makes me laugh. Yep. And other people are just genuine. Flaws. Also, it's positive and negative. There's positive and negative. Okay. Now number six. Now yep. I've got to work with this man at uh, at Sen and Fox Footy, um, and one of the greatest centre half forwards of all time. And when you listen to him and he talks about himself, all you can do is love him. Mm. And that's the great Dermot Brereton. Yes. Now, he's one of the greatest men that I've ever met. But you know it's all about Dermot. Where would he rank himself in the old times? He, he, all oh, time he's runs. right up there. Yeah, yeah. He's right up there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> now, as up number six. Now, number five, his teammate. Now, when you're calling yourself your own nickname, you're pretty happy with your work. And that's the Dipper. Russian Monday for the Dimmies and Forges Warehouse Clearasale. There. Oh, how was the Dimmies right. and Forges? I used to love. I love this man, and and again, him and Derm when you're on having a couple of drinks with them, they're fantastic. But Dipper genuinely says, "Hey Moon, do you want to come out with the Dipper?" <laughs> <laughs> like it's hilarious. He was the first. Oh, I want to say first real big name on the boundary. Oh, he huge. was. Friday and he, night and he's a godfather for me, so yep. I, that's why I love him so much. So superstar at uh, number four. Now, this man just genuinely loved his own work, and he should have because he was a superstar player, but uh, off-field, yeah, don't know, but Acker. Oh, yes. Yeah, Jason Acker, very, very happy with his own work, very happy with he, himself. Um, superstar player, don't get me wrong. Him. I actually oh, saw as a, player, a photo a of him at the 20-year uh, reunion for the 2003 grand final the other week with Lee Matthews yeah. and Jonathan Brown and Vossi and all that sort of guys obviously catching up. And I'm like, and he's in the photo like everybody else, and that's fine, but I just look at the photo, I'm like... 
Is anyone enjoying his company? There's a couple of off-field issues. Let's be honest. Yes. Uh, At number three, now I used to listen to this man at a rival station when he was on radio on a Friday night, and it's fair to say Chris Judd was pretty happy with his own work. Judd, man, you've done it again. Very happy, Judd. He was very happy to throw his name out there. Judd Corporated, yep. very happy to throw that out there. You used to have the boys around on a boys Friday around night on a Friday to night. do the show in the lounge And it was room. basically just to just to show everyone his, his powers. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. unbelievable. <laughs> at number two, a man that claimed himself to be one of, if not the most influential player at the time. Those first ten weeks of 2005, I... Uh, I reckon I was probably the most influential player in the AFL, or probably, I mean, Michael Voss was playing, Buckley were playing, these amazing players, but I don't think anybody was having the influence I was having. I like how he went on and talked about Buckley and Voss. Like, I know they were playing. I want to clarify, I know they were playing. I want to know. But that's how good I was going. I was actually going better than them um, in that period of time. One of the all times there, Nathan Brown. Well done. I absolutely love it. Now, Number one, now this isn't a whack. This is genuine. And if you actually hear this man at a sportsman's, you will walk away loving this bloke even more. Now, I grew up a Carlton fan. I used to love Greg Diesel Williams. Yes. Now, have you ever heard him at a... I have actually... Well, I've... The, ha- the I've, man talks about himself flat out. He's sort of come back in the last couple of years. You, you do get bits and pieces yeah. where you didn't really see him for 15 and, years. And this is not now. a slap. This is a genuine pat on the back because when you listen to Diesel... At a, at a sporting function, and he talks about himself, his brown lows, the one that he didn't win, and how good he was, you generally walk away pissing yourself laughing. Yep. He is absolutely hilarious, but Diesel genuinely loves his own work. Good work. That is a six-pack this week. People who love their own work, Diesel number one. Remember when he pushed the umpire? That was massive yeah, back yeah, in the absolutely. day. Got eight weeks. Eight, nine weeks, yeah. Incredible stuff. Hey, stay with us. Plenty to come on this morning's show. We're going to catch up with Gazy very soon to talk some uh, NBA and NBL, of course. We want to really, I guess, Moons, find out what the Aussies are doing because Ben Simmons mm. is back. Paddy's not playing well. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Paddy jump back on him. I well, I, I'm I'm almost there. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of him getting to Paris. Um, but Paddy Mills, we're going to see what his future holds because at the moment he's uh, he's not playing for the Hawks. So will he stay there? I'm not sure. And big Wembenyama, who made his debut during the week, we'll get Gazy's feedback on that. Plus, we've got our marketplace to come. This is the warm up. All thanks to Little Creatures. Order up, grab pizza, or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just twenty five bucks. Visit littlecreatures.com.au. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. Still plenty to come this morning on the warm-up. We've got the marketplace not too far away. I'm going to sell... In fact, I'm buying a dog star. I'll get to that a little bit later. Ooh. I've got a tattoo story this week, Moons. We'll get to that very soon. This is a very interesting story. That's to come a little bit later on. Another Bali story. You know, it's one of my favourites. Hey, a man who's... Uh, well, he's the king of Australian basketball. There's no doubt about that from SDN as well. I'll be enjoying this week with the NBA opening up. He's the one and only Andrew Gaze. Gaze, you welcome, mate. Good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. Uh, great to chat and good morning to you too, uh, Moondog. It's great to hear your dulcet tones on the wireless. Now, not only is he king of NBL, but he's the king of bounce. 
king of the bounce. Which is, which is more important. Our show <laughs> is the number one rated because of this man right here. <laughs> no, it's all team ball, Moon. It's team ball, you know that. And you we say that, but when you were coaching there for a while, the ratings did fall off. So um, I think you've, well, got, you've got... Well, let's Moons, not get into that. Moons needs to give you uh, a pat on the back or a couple of dollars out of his paycheck to uh, keep his job. Mate, um, before we get into the basketball... Um, You've been busy this week. You're uh, you're doing a bit of heavy lifting yourself. Oh, geez, I tell you, we love our kids dearly, um, but there are certain times they'll challenge you. And uh, I've been challenged this week because my uh, youngest daughter, Phoebe, uh, Annie, she's uh, decided to move out of home, and uh, she's got an apartment. And unfortunately, the apartment's on the third floor, and uh, Papa Bear is just not uh, conditioned any longer to be going up three flights of stairs with a fridge, a washing machine, and a king-size bed. So it's uh, very, very challenging. The shoulders are sore, the back's a bit weary, and the hammies are shot. But um, but uh, that's, the, that's the sort of stuff we do for our kids. It certainly is, my man. Hey, NBA obviously started a uh, fantastic start to the to the season as well. But uh, what did you see coming out of it, Gazy? Well, I think it, uh, it showed how competitive the, the NBA is going to be. Uh, it, if you ask people about who their favourite is, obviously Denver being the defending champs and uh, really not changing too much, having the MVP with Jokic there, uh, that most people will, will lean towards them. But... In, in both the East and the West, it, it's really hard to predict. The Boston Celtics looked really good in their opening game against uh, New York. New York, in fact, look like uh, they've, um, they've they've improved. But uh, the Celtics picking up Pazingas, he is a, a different type of cat. He, he, he's huge, as mm. in size-wise, but he can shoot the three ball. He can protect the rim. Uh, so I think that the Celtics are, are looking really, really good. Uh, and then uh, on, on the West, everyone was pumping up the Lakers and uh, very small sample size, which we've seen so yeah. far. But uh, they, they look improved on paper, but they've got some work to do. But did you hear Charles Barkley? I don't know if you caught the commentary yes. in the Golden State Warriors. He's put a line through he's, he's, Well, he's put a line through the Warriors. He reckons not only are they uh, no chance, but right now, he's suggesting they're the fourth best team in California, not in the, <laughs> not in the league, in the state of California. Hey, Big Victor made his mm. debut for the Spurs uh, a couple of days yeah. ago, and uh, Wemanyama, and it was, well, the highlight reel is always going to be amazing. How did you yeah. assess the whole game? Well, the fouls were, were an issue. He didn't play a lot of minutes, and uh, Andy Maher and I spoke about it, and it was one of those ones when you've got to, 82-game season, he got fouls early, and traditionally that's what you do. You've got to rest a big fella, and he brought him back on with seven or eight minutes to go, and he almost single-handedly turned the game for him. He hit a, a three, a nice turnaround jumper on the box, but uh, he, he is going to be a freak. The the, the, the thing about it, too, is, is that if you go back to the last time uh, the Spurs were a powerhouse, it was led by Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. And they put the stats up with Victor Webb and Yama as opposed to Tim Duncan. They're both first-game stats. They're, they're, it's Moondog, this was some type of spooky stuff that numerology was type thing. <laughs> because they had, both had 15 points. I think they both had five, nine rebounds. And they both... They both uh, had five fouls, so it was some spooky type stuff. A couple of Aussies in action now. Mayan Warlow's favourite of all time, Benny Simmons, back. Yes. Looks back. Yes, yes. Wow. He is back, yeah. <laughs> he, he, 
He, he's sort of back. Oh, I think that <laughs> what we see in the body language is really he's playing. good. Let's make that the starting point. Oh, it's great. Yes. yes, that's true. And he's his body language looks really good. Um, and he seems healthy. He's got a smile on his face. Now, in the game, the in the, his opening game, he only had the four points, but he had, I think, what was it, ten, ten points, nine assists, and nine assists. Uh, so he he was active. The thing that you might have seen on social media, there was a play where he went to the rim and he decided to dish it off rather than finishing. And everyone's put the uh, yeah. the, the comparison of when he was with Philadelphia in that that um, uh, Eastern Conference Final yeah. series. So there's that sort of thing that he's got to overcome but at the end of the day he's a pass first guy uh, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was that a dramatic thing that he did but um, let's hope that he can continue on he's got a long long way to go and he's got to find a way to score but certainly the pace of play the way he can put the ball to the floor he, he looks good Hey, ball in hand, he's, he's magnificent. Yeah, it's, just whether, it's just whether you can have him on the floor in the last two minutes when they're going to fail. Well, that's it. That's going to be That's yep. it. And if he can make free throws, if he can make free yeah. throws, which really uh, should be something that is you can get to a point where you're at least not that guy that you're going to foul, like you say, in those last couple of minutes when you, you're trying to get possession. So if you can get himself where teams have to think about that, you know, and, and that's really – if you, you can get to around the – the seventy percent, seventy five percent, then teams have really got to think about that strategy because the numbers uh, would indicate that he's going to make more than he misses. But right now, uh, he's got a bit of work to do. See one of the Spurs players. I forget the guy's name was actually shooting one handed free throws. Uh, yes. the other day. I um, and missed both when I saw them. Uh, so that's an interesting concept. Um, yeah, but that's what happens when you get in a funk. And he's number ten. He's got yep. the um, oh, the blonde hair. Yeah. Dennis, there's some very famous people uh, wore number ten for the Spurs, uh, inclu- <laughs> including including Dennis Rodman. But um, but he, it's one when you're in a funk from the free throw line and you try and mix it up. I remember when Shaq was going through all those problems, mm. he actually tried to shoot left-handed from the free throw line. Jeremy Sochin, so yeah. 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 So so he he, did, he was doing this last season where just trying to get his uh, shot right and. And when you've got those things going through your head, to try and do something completely different is is not unusual. But your your free throw and your head has really got to be in a funky place to go down a path like that. Paddy Mills, on the other hand, uh, Gazy, so he's at the Hawks, but does he remain a Hawk? Didn't play. Does he uh, still have NBA career left in him, Gazy? I, I actually think so. He's done a lot, and uh, if he if he was to walk away now, or the NBA forced him to walk away. You'd look at him and go, what an amazing career yep. for a guy that was a late second round pick, went to Portland, got traded. I read this week an article uh, from Brian Gorgian, who is across things. He's our, our national coach, but he keeps in touch with uh, the NBA uh, and the coaches and follows his players, the, the national team players. And he was saying he'd love to see Patty Mills back with the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, almost do a, a full circle from from where he's come, and I think that now I'm just guessing here and reading between the lines. But I, I reckon Brian's saying that on the basis that well, who knows that this might be a, a prospect, a way in which Paddy can uh, finish off his career. Anytime you've got Paddy Mills type shooting, for mm. him right now, it's just about being in the right place at the right time. If he's got the right guys around him, he can still contribute. You know, he's not he's he's clearly not the same player that he was. 
10, 15 years ago. But, you know, as we know, Mother Nature is undefeated. So it's um, he's, he's just getting older, but he's still very valuable. He's going to be an important part of what we do in Paris. And it seems like he's still loving the game. And one thing for sure, he brings that really strong culture. He's not going to be a cancer on a team. So uh, hopefully he finds a home, whether it is at Atlanta or somewhere else. Could you see him ever coming back and playing NBL or he'll finish and finish? No, I actually think that he is the sort of guy that's got a love for the game where he'd love to finish out his career in the NBL. He has actually played. In fact, he played for the Melbourne Tigers of all teams in the NBL uh, during the lockout year some years ago. So he has had a very brief period of play in the NBL. But to me, he is the perfect NBL guy, getting up and down the floor. We, we play at a really fast pace in general. The NBL does and has similar type as pace of play as what the NBA has. And that game, when you've got those elite-level shooting and you're not dealing with the size and the and the um, the athleticism of the NBA. I think that he could have a still have a, a long and very uh, productive career in the NBL. So I'm hoping, and I'm sure the NBL is that uh, one day uh, he he will come back and play in the NBL. Yeah, he's uh, had a fantastic career, and as you said, we're looking forward to him having a huge impact for Paris next year. Uh, Gazy, get out and uh, enjoy the afternoon, mate. If you can have a break from the moving. Uh, yes. No more couches to shift up down those stairs. And, uh, Thank you. <laughs> enjoy, the, enjoy all the NBA action over the weekend. No, I know. I need Moondog's muscles. That, that, that man, he's been he's showing them off too. He's pretty happy with them at the moment. So. I guarantee he's sitting in that studio and I'm not even there and I can't see the vision. But he, if he's got a shirt on, I'd be very, very surprised. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I would call it a crop top, if anything. So, I'm, do, I'm doing push-ups in the ad break. Just to... <laughs> he gets, he, he, when he goes and buys a T-shirt, he buys the extra small, takes it home, washes it in boiling hot water and then dries it in the oven just so it's nice and tight on the shirt. I don't mind a V-neck. But to see his belly button at the same time is beyond a joke. But uh, anyway, hey, you've got it. You've flown it. That's all I say. That's exactly right. I was about to say the same. If, if, uh, if I had his rig, there's no chance I'm wearing any gear. Shit. All right. <laughs> there he is, Andrew Gaze, joining us on the warm up this morning. Stay with us. We've got our marketplace on the way. Another Bali story. Looking forward to that. This is the warm up. All thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to the warm up with Warlow and Moods. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm up with Warlow and Moods. Welcome back to the warm-up. Don't forget, you can always find us on our socials as well and plenty of reels and TikToks to check out some of the videos from the week and during the week. So go and check it out, the warm-up on SEN if you want to consume all of that stuff and, of course, the podcast of the segments and the full show coming up after 9 o'clock as well. So make sure you tune in for that. Moons, uh, let's get into our favourite segment of the week. The Marketplace for Little Creatures. All Creatures Welcome. It's time for the marketplace buying and selling something in the world of sports. Moon, do you want to kick us off? What are you okay. buying this week? Well, I'm buying Glenn Maxwell. Okay, yeah, it's fair. Because this man, not only will he do it against the really poor nations, yep, which he does have a habit of doing, yes, uh, he's going to step up and do it against the bigger nations, 
Do you? Which he hasn't had. So you believe he's? Going I believe to, this or you is hope it. He's going to. No, this is it. I believe he is now going to take on the bigger nations and take us to World Cup glory. It sounds a bit tongue in cheek, to be perfectly well, honest. Well, let's be honest. I, I don't mean, think he, you I, think. He's I like. Got it in I like. Him. I like. I love watching him go when he's in full flight. I just want to watch him go in full flight against the big nations. Well, yeah, he's. I is think, that fair enough? Well, it is fair enough, but I think his overall career, he's had a pretty good well, run, hasn't he, or not? Well, okay, you yeah. don't think so? Well, I'm just staying against the bigger nations. I'd like to see those okay. kind of performances. So All right, let's, so yeah. 140 you, balls. Yeah, let's yep. do that against you know New Zealand England this afternoon, or you know maybe. Yep. India, you know, India. Yep. In India? All right. Well, I, look, I. That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. I, I, that's what I'm buying. I, well, I know he's going to do it, so that's why I'm buying. Okay, fair enough. What <laughs> are you buying this week? I'm buying this week, mate. <laughs> now, I actually tossed up between the buying and selling this week because I actually flipped, I reckon, three or four times on how I really felt about this. So, uh, Jason Johannesson, the Bulldogs yes. halfback flanker, Mark Smith medalist. Yes, uh, got married uh, last week Beautiful. in Bali. Um, I've been to a wedding in Bali. It actually Same. is really good fun. You've been, yes. so you always have a great time. Yes. And there's, and I guess when you get married overseas or people, you go to a wedding overseas, there's certain things or traditions uh, that those um, countries or areas have. Um, yes. Bali is, I guess, a destination where people do get a cheap tattoo. Hand up. I've done <laughs> just that. The only tattoo is from Bali when I first went on my trip there. And, in fact, I'm going to dob myself in. My now wife has a very similar tattoo in a different place. So oh, two nice. really stinkers. Oh, how very cute. Disgusting. Anyway, Jason Johannesson and his partner Logan got married. Not only did they get matching tattoos at the wedding. Uh, at the wedding. At they the had a tattoo wedding. There was a tattoo at the artist wedding. at the wedding and, and, and they got matching tattoos. She's literally getting, we'll see the photo on our TikTok if you want to see it. She's actually getting a tattoo at the wedding lying on the bench in your wedding dress. Got a tattoo literally at the reception. On a leg? Um, on her back. leg, I think it was. On her leg. And so then she hitched the skirt up. Hitched the legs up, put it up on the table, got the tattoo the same as Jason Johannesson, and 80% of the people at the wedding got a tattoo. Same tattoo or just whatever they wanted? Uh... I don't know. Is don't it, know. Is it like it's probably not the point. The point is they <laughs> the all got tattoos. 80% of the people at the wedding got a tattoo. Look, I, I, I don't know if I like it or not. I'm actually stuck. I might... I'm, I'm buying it, but I don't really know what I'm doing. I, I think it's it's different, and this is what you want. When you go to a wedding, you want different things. Because Absolutely. weddings can be a bit, you know, it's a bit the same. They can boring. be, yeah. And normally this is different. something I like. you I'll, get. A bit I'll, of a, I'll be honest, I would have got one because I love tattoos. To be fair, if I was at Bali and I don't get tattoos, I've got a tattoo. If I was in Bali at that wedding... You would have. 100%. You would have You would have been up. the peer pressure and the excitement around getting one. What do you get? Yeah. Let's get one. Whoa, what and you're you there get? with your partner, your wife or whatever, your husband, and you would have been thinking, come on, let's get something together. Yeah. I yeah. don't mind it. I think it's one for well the done, boys. Well done, JJ. Yeah, well done, well JJ. Done. I'm actually buying it. You've turned me around. Okay. Right. What are you selling this week? I'm selling the fashion at the races this year. So this Geelong year? Cup always gets a bit of a hard time because of a, a mate of mine who went a few years ago who um, – well, it used to be that you'd wear – white shoes and belt and hat and look disgusting. But this year, Racing Victoria, or the VRC, are allowing shorts in the members this year. So I'm you can ex- wear... I'm excited. You're excited? I'm excited. I think you have to be very brave <laughs> to get your pins out at the races. I've seen the photos in the paper this week and online, and they don't look great. What, what I'm going to say to this is, man, you've got to realise when the girls go to a day like a racing day, 
the amount of effort they put in before they get there. Massive. So it's huge. It's, you know, the hair, the makeup, but more importantly, it's the tanning. Mate. It's the tanning 24 hours before. Now, boys, yeah. if you're going to wear shorts and you don't have great pins, but you've got white ugly pins, yeah. do yourself a favour and go home. Yeah. So, that, that's so if it. you're going to do this, boys. I've got legs that you've women got to would go, die for. You've so got to go <laughs> the whole effort and you've got to tan them up. I know exactly. How. I literally... Fake do, tan from Chemist the, Warehouse. Go and get it. I actually do the tanning every week. And my wife, we're in, we've got to set up at home nice. with a proper sprayer. Oh, perfect. Every week I'm... Oh, my God. It's just painful. So, and, yes, and again, do that if you need to. And make to. sure you've got good calves. Yeah. Don't Please. Have, don't have ugly calves. What are you selling no, this week, mate? I'm going to sell myself because nice. I'm a 44-year-old man who plays basketball. Yes. With a few of the ex-teammates uh, of mine. Mm-hmm. And absolutely love it. But every now and then... I can be a dickhead. Yeah. And it happened at again. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Just in life, <laughs> but mostly at basketball. Yeah. And it happened again. I got ejected, uh, unfortunately, for the second time in about four weeks. Ejected in local ejected, basketball? Yeah, I got ejected. Where do you go when they point the finger? No, they, they, they kick you out. You've got to leave the stadium. Well, I didn't have to leave the stadium at this time because I kind of smoothed things over. But we we're playing against a young team and because we're a bunch of older boys yeah. and we like to use our bodies and everyone whinges a little bit. So when they whinge, we get our back up and we yeah. start giving it back. And they're a bit lippy. Yeah. And unfortunately, this young kid lipped off at me, said something that I took offence to. And what, had a cricket goal I, kick I, I, may, I may, have, may have grabbed him around the, around the neck. Jesus <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the point is we smoothed it out. Yes. But I did get ejected. I'm thinking to myself, I'm a 44-year-old man. When, when are you going to grow up, Grow idiot? up, mate. When are you going to grow up? That's so uh, I'm selling myself, what, and so I might even put myself on the bench this week and I just have a week off. you might have to have a week off. I might so just have you, a week I just, off. I'm, I'm intrigued to where you go. No, you usually get kicked out of the stadium. So where do you, it's where happened do you many play? Uh, AWA, which is down yeah, in... Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Right, yeah. Or you can play at uh, the arena and all that. But no, no, you you got to do the walk of shame. Yep. Like, it's literally and the walk just, of shame. you just go home? Yeah, you just jump in the car yeah, and go yeah, home as quickly yep. as you can yeah. and hopefully everyone forgets about it. That's gold. I might actually come down after. We might. So have to yeah, film it's a game. happened a few times. It happened a couple of weeks ago when I had a disagreement with a ref, uh, and then it happened on the week uh, on Tuesday when yep. I may have oh, got a fight. Jesus Christ, you having a bad row run. up, man. All right, hey, um, plenty coming up, mate. We're to get out of here, but uh, cricket World Cup this afternoon. Heaps Can't of NBA. Wait. Come on, Maxi and Tyson Fury are going to watch that fight. Francis Ngannou oh. and Ngannou. That's tomorrow morning. Looking forward to Just, that. Yeah, might get it. Got to. All right. Tyson Fury, love him. Yeah, superstar. And I want to see his old man get his shirt off again because that was brilliant during the week in the press conference. Uh, this has been the warm-up. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget, grab the podcast. Find us on socials as well, the TikTok videos. Go and check them out. Enjoy the sport over the weekend. We'll catch you next week on the warm-up.